and welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm one of your hosts, Jordana Osband, here with my friend Chavruta and Gordon. Our DAP today, Masachet Gitin, DAP Nun Ted, page 69. Well, we have a super interesting DAP here that sort of started already on yesterday's DAP, which essentially goes through Talmudic medical remedies. Um, and I think as you read this, you see sort of how outlandish these seem to us today, and you can't believe that these actually work. Um, I would love if somebody actually went through all of them and tried them to see if they did work. Um, I would refer you all to, there's a great article on Talmudology uh, by Dr. Jeremy Brown. It's actually on yesterday's DAP, where he talks about how nobody's actually tried the Talmudic remedies, but there's an ancient English manuscript of other remedies where people actually tried them and made sure to, they did just part of the recipe, all of the recipe, and they actually found that this particular remedy for a particular medical issue actually worked quite well um, for a sty, which was really interesting. So I have to believe that there is some truth to some of these, um, and they're basically what we would consider to be homeopathic. Um, but it's interesting to see sort of how medicine worked and also the way that some of the remedies, they say, okay, and if this doesn't work, you should try this, or you could try that. Um, and some of them are not concoctions, right? Like taking a particular amount of herbs or blood from something and boiling it or mixing it together. But, you know, some of them are a little odd, like, you know, taking a person with a certain name and having them do a certain action. Why that would work, I don't know. Um, but certainly as a doctor, I think even if you're not a doctor, Anne, you also said this is a super interesting dap here. Yeah, 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 it's very interesting, in part because I assume some of them do work the same way that ancient Chinese medicine, you know, has more to it than Western medicine necessarily credits. And some of them because you're like, wait, but that has nothing to do with the body. So, I, you know, I'm yeah. curious. I would love it if somebody would go through and check them all. Right. Not I. So, not you. OK, Um. so I'll just give like a quick and one thing that's interesting. I'll just read like a very uh, small piece on Ahmed Aleph. Right. So, you know, they talk about this thing with the nosebleed, with dummy to ate menichra, right? Leite gabra kohen dishmei levi. You specifically need to bring a man named Levi who's a kohen, right? And he has to write Levi backwards. And if the, you know, person can't do that, then you bring a regular person, and he should write ana pape shele bar sumake, and he needs to write right, on Papi Shela Barsumake, and he should write it backwards. Now, again, when you read the ones with the herbs, that sort of makes sense. This one, like, really doesn't make uh, a lot of sense. And then they give then they give some other things to do, like you have a bucket, you know, taste bucket from silver water, taste from a bucket in tainted water, things like that. Um, and the other one that I wanted to uh, pay attention to, right, Lidama de Ate Mi Puma, right, blood that comes from the mouth, Right, we check with the straw of wheat. If the blood sticks to the straw, then it's coming from his lungs, right? And it has a remedy. But if it doesn't stick to the the blood, the blood to the straw, then the blood is coming from the liver, and it has no remedy. And then the Gemara goes on to say, Amrle Rabami Ravashi. Rabami said to Ravashi. Didn't we learn the opposite? And then they quote here a Mishnah from Chulin, Tanan. Right? 
right? So here they're talking about an animal that was shechted, right? That was killed, had ritual slaughter done to it. If the liver was completely removed and none of it remains, right? So then it's considered to be an animal with a condition that would have been caused to die within 12 months. So it's a trafe animal. So if you shechted it, you still wouldn't be allowed to eat it, right? But with a lung that's punctured or missing, um, uh, the animal is considered to be a trafe even as it been completely removed. So this seems to say that damage to a lung is worse than damage to a liver because only a punctured, punctured lung makes, makes you a trafe, makes an animal trafe, but it has to be the whole liver is removed to make it a trafe animal, okay? Amar Leis, or if Ashi says, right? So, but we're talking about when we're here, when we're talking about blood coming from a person's mouth, then you have to say that the liver actually dissolved and there's no way that he would survive. So he's sort of saying you can't really compare, uh, you can't really compare the, the two. And then they're, you know, then they go through what the, what the remedy is from actually the lung. I also thought it was interesting how they brought a Mishnah, right, to prove one of the remedies from from shechting animals. You know, like, in other words, anatomy is anatomy, whether it's a person, whether it's an animal. And that was also like an interesting proof that they did here. So I found so I'm going to go through some of them on I'm a bet. And I found some of these, again, you know, very interesting. I, I don't know if they're accurate or not, but. Sure, right? Like plausible. Well, pircha deliba, right? It says if you've got palpitations of the heart, meaning if your heart is beating too fast. So nowadays in Western medicine, we're going to talk about pacemakers and things like that. But late tlad boshayata deshare nistrinu bachamka to lo avar ilave. Excuse me. It's a lot of words that are very unfamiliar. So what happens is let them bring three loaves of barley. Soak them in kamka, which, and then 40 days have not passed since that was made. And then, venecho venishti abatrayu chamra marka. So then let him eat the loaves and he'll drink that liquid, which is fundamentally a fermented wine, basically, after having the loaves of the barley. So will that work? I don't know. But it seems like that could actually be some kind of remedy. Not for an urgent care, right? It's 40 days. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they have this remedy ready for somebody who needs it. I don't know. And Zervachabdifti says to Ravina, and all the more so his heart is going to palpitate from those things, meaning that's a terrible solution, says, right? That's what, like all the more reason to, I find this to be, you know, very interesting, where even within the this is the solution you have argumentation on that like this is not going to help somebody it's going to make it worse amrle ana liokra deliba amre so ravina says no you misheard me i didn't say it was for palpitations i said it was for a heaviness of the heart okay now we've got another one lapircha deliba what about palpitations late tlad borshaita dekhite venistrin who the the dufsha venecho venistia batrai khamrafaya so let him bring three loaves of wheat, not barley. Soak them in honey, as opposed to the kamka that he soaked them in, right? And eat those. And then he'll drink the wine after that. Meaning it's a very similar remedy, but quite different in the actual substance. Litzar chadaliba, a remedy for heart pain. Leite tlad bai ninya uvayata dechamona uvayata shumshime valecho. Bring three the amount of eggs, right? This is a kabeza of mint and cumin 
and sesame seeds and eat them all together. Now, so again, I have no idea if that will help, but but why not, right? Meaning, I don't mean why not. I'm not being flippant about the solution here. I'm saying that as much as any remedy, as much as there's an awareness that you could take something to heal the body, this might be some, one of those things that actually might, right? Then they say, what about for a, if your intestines are, are in trouble? So take 300 long peppers. And this already begins to sound like a little bit more extreme. 300 long peppers. You should have like a wine made out of 100 of them every day or eat 100 of them with wine. Rabin Demin Nerish Avad Lo Levart so we the story is told that Ravin who was from the city of Neresh did this he prepared 150 of those peppers for the daughter of Rav Ashi who had this intestinal illness and then she was healed again right meaning that it's I'm, I'm willing to accept it right why not I'm gonna jump down a bit I'm almost to the bottom of the page. Litzchala is for the spleen. So it says, You have seven leeches. This does not appeal to me at all. Dry them in the shade. Drink two or three of the leeches. Drink them with wine. And if you can't do that, then bring the spleen of a female goat that did never give birth and put that in the oven and then stand across from it and say, the same way, right, that this spleen is dried, then so too the, spl- the spleen of so-and-so the son of so-and-so should be dried. So this is where I get a little more skeptical, forgive me, right? Because it's one thing to say, you know, drink thus and such, whether it's herbal or leeches or some, even if it's, you know, a really difficult and unsuccessful remedy, I can understand why one might think that here we have some kind of med- medicinal, you know, use, whether of the, of the, leeches of the herbs of of whatever it is of wine for that matter right but then when you say like stand across from an animal spleen and talk right so again i i kind of do believe that people can often heal themselves if they if they have a fervent depending on what the illness is right if they have enough it's like the power of the of the what's the word i'm looking for here dana the power of the placebo right? That you could think that you're going getting better, so then you get better. But I'm not really clear how there's any healing powers for real from a spleen that isn't, like, we're in, there's no physical connection here in any way. And then the next thing is, and if you can't do that, then put the spleen between the bricks of a new house and then say that same statement. I'm like, okay, putting a goat spleen between the bricks of a new house is going to heal you and your spleen? And this is where I get a little more skeptical. Yeah, I, I you know, this is certainly not Western medicine and it's interesting to see how many of these things were practiced. And, you know, I also wonder like what's true here or not true, right? We, we call it, it's the placebo effect. You know, is there a placebo effect because you knew somebody was doing something for you? I I don't know. 
Um, but just enjoy this. It's a fun DAP, and, and I hope uh, our learners enjoyed it. Well, that's our DAP discussion for the day. Rank us, review us on all major podcasts. Thank you to Reverend Michelle Barber for hosting us on the Hadron website. Let us know what you thought about this DAP on our Talking Talmud Facebook page. And until tomorrow, go and learn. Thank you.